you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast, dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And I'm Jordan. And on today's show, we got two guests. First one is Thematis Thomas. Say hi. Hello there. And then... We got the inconquerable, the undeniable, the spectacular, the irredeemable, the absolute craziest, the flatulent, <laughs> Eli and Sarah. Yeah. That's enough of that. Anyway, he wanted me to do that special introduction because he's a nerd. All right. So make sure that you guys are checking out all the other podcasts available here on the Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com and get involved with In Orbit by sending us questions at inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. So before we get started with the podcast, Stamatis, go ahead and give a little description of how you got into gaming and how you got into Destiny. Whoa, uh... Way to put the pressure on. Um, yes. I started gaming when I was like four years old. Uh, my uncle got me into it playing Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Um, Destiny. I got into Destiny because I'm a huge Bungie fan. I played countless hours of Halo, and that just seemed like the next natural step. All right. And what about you, Eli? Your turn. That's an excellent question there, Jorge. Oh God! Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that the whole show. Uh, <laughs> yes, so he is. gaming always been a huge part of my life. Uh, video games were big, mostly fun. Crash Bandicoot, things like that was definitely where I started. Um, I really got into like tabletop gaming, Dungeons and Dragons esque things, mm-hmm. more so. Nice. And then I got into you know gaming itself just because of friends. Man, Call of Duty. Hey, get this, get this. Hey, mom, can you get this for me? My friends got it. And then, you know, just kind of escalated from there. And then I saw David here. He's my real-life buddy. And uh, he had the beta for Destiny or the Alpha, even. And I saw him playing, and I was like, man, this is super cool. And when the beta came out, I played the beta. And I was like, this is awesome. And from that point on, you know, I had to get the game. Excellent he was disappointed. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> so on today's show, we're going to be talking about our continued look at 2.5.0.2. We're going to be discussing the possible upcoming 2.5.0.3. And we're going to be talking about Iron Banner Supremacy, how we feel about that coming back. 
a couple minor cha- uh I'm not sure how to really describe it, but errors going on in Bungie's side. And then the main reason we got Eli and Stamatis here, no offense to their knowledge of the other stuff, but the real big reason I wanted them here is because I wanted to talk about people leaving and coming back to Destiny. Um, we have people who stay here long term. We have people who pick up the game maybe once or twice or a couple times a week. And then we have those that just completely leave the game. And then they come back every few months or they sometimes they, they wait for a big event. So that's why we have uh, Stamatis and Eli on the on the show today. Because I ro- really want to talk about that and how it affects their perception of the game and what they would like to see in the game to help bring them back into the game. So first, let's go ahead and talk about our continued impressions with 2.5.0.2. And we'll start off with David, because I know you jumped into a a couple matches of Trials last week. You did a couple uh, PvP games. What are your impressions of this update so far? Well, kind of the same as last week. I'm enjoying it. I really like the primary gunplay. Um, Sidearms, I'm seeing the same problems as everybody else. Um, they're kind of over prevalent just because it's what you really should be using if you want to be utilizing that special ammo, um, especially because there are good sidearms out there. Wormwood's one everybody's going to. Um, I'm loving my hand cannons as always. Trials wise, uh, I've seen a lot of people complain about the special ammo in trials, but I actually really liked how it worked. Um, I was running sniper and I didn't really have any trouble, especially with the way that black shield played um playing it as i normally would and um just going playing the first 15 seconds not really running is that much then picking up special as it spawned in so uh i you know i i like it as i said last week i really like this update like everything that came with it i finally got icebreaker so this weekend in trials i get to utilize icebreaker in trials and hold up hold up uh, right there because you know what we have to discuss this me, David, and Jordan over here, we here took David through go. three consecutive nightfalls because he wanted this icebreaker. Well, hold on, now, hold on. Excited to, no, 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 Taking no, hold on, me hold on. Let makes me, me seem like I'm baggage here. I mean, you are a little bit, but that's beside the point. Hey, I so, had to get a new backpack for you, goddammit. So listen to what he has to say. <laughs> oh, says, snap. says Jordan, who has 10 kills a game. So we had to, we, we, we struggled no with David in our back pocket. <laughs> Trying to get him through this nightfall. On the third one, he finally gets Icebreaker. And let me tell you his response. Oh, Icebreaker. <laughs> that's, that's not how you should do that. <laughs> that was ex- Okay, but, but you know I, what? That's exactly like, what you did. That's exactly like, what you did. After how, how many, many nightfalls? nightfalls has it been, though? It's been like, what, 36 nightfalls now or something like that? Something stupid? <laughs> no, so it's just no, like... I, I don't know how it many. It wasn't the Gallahorn reaction we were all expecting. He was I over was here. just like, oh, oh Gallahorn. Well, I guess I finally oh. got it. Sweet. Now I can start doing nightfalls. I was I was oh, exci- I was breaker. genuinely excited for you. You were more excited than I was. <laughs> I was so sad. I was like, like oh yeah, care. congratulations. I don't know what to do with myself anymore. <laughs> Eli <laughs> Jesus Christ, is this dude, how you just react? act excited for once. Right. Eli, is this how he reacts in real life when something exciting happens? Dude. Oh, it's even worse than that. He doesn't even like it's 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 one of the hardest things in my life is being David's friend because oh, whether shoot. you insult him, that's on the record. Or you 
make a joke like with him. His reactions are just so like, like just limited. Like, and I can't break through his ceiling. I can't, I can't get a reaction. And sometimes I want so badly a reaction. It depends it's just who on he the is, thing. how he's wired. You got to learn to love him, guys. I've, I've learned. To. It depends on the thing. I'm just too calm, man. David's lack of Lowered excitement confirmed. expectation. All right. So that was David's little experience with the nightfall. I interrupted you. Go ahead and finish what you were going to say about having icebreaker for trials. I was just going to say that I'm going to use it now and it's going to be fun because it generates the ammo for me. But oh, I mean, all right. would you, you say David after sex? Like, oh my god, just like, whoa, hey, whoa. thanks for that. Good job. God damn, do you mean like a okay, normal right. man's no, response? On. Hold I on, think I'm, done. I'm no, done. Stop. I can't stop. record anymore. You guys, guys are making you guys are making this sound like I'm like the most <laughs> monotoned, like no expressioned individual. No, I just don't. I don't get over eccentric about things. Okay. <laughs> it took Baby, me three months to, to hear you yes, say the word. Go. Fuck. Yes. Baby. Yeah, because 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 I don't like to swear that much. Okay. It's not I'm that not, big are a you deal. Kidding me? Yo, hey, you don't see me swearing or hear me swearing. Left and right. <laughs> Yo, David, that's you the biggest load of horse pucky I've ever heard. You're like, I don't like to curse. Oh, frickity frack, frickity frack, frickity frack. Dang, I Dropping mean, F-bombs all over the You place. know what? Sometimes I get salty and the words start to fly, okay? It's not that big a deal. <laughs> Three months. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> I know I was doing a lot of PvP with Jordan and Stam over here. So what are you guys' impressions? We'll start off with Stam. Um, I mean... I'm kind of enjoying it because primaries are getting their day right now. Um, and I still believe that's where most of the skill resides in the primary. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about this change, leaving the shotguns behind a little bit. Yeah. I know that, that kind of, that part right there irked Eli last week. Cause I, I heard in the party, he was like, I'm not used to this. Yeah, oh yeah. They I'm can't effective. be that dominant, man. I agree. I agree. They shouldn't be dominant. Um, I just think that as long as the shotgun primary gun can have its day again, not its day, but just be on par, um, I'd have a much better time at least. I mean, I know that I like to, I'm not a good PvP player. Let me put that out there on the record right now. I am not the person who sits, that sits back with a sniper or even a long range primary and picks them off across the map. I can't do it. Like, and the way I have fun in the game is running around. Finding someone, shotgunning them in the face, and they die, and that's awesome. And I have a good time with it. And now that I just can't do that unless I wait 15 seconds, hide a little bit, pick up shotgun ammo, and then now I have confidence again. That kind of hurts me as a not very good player. Um, I mean, you could still you could still kill people with shotguns. You just got to close the gap a lot quicker. And I'm okay with that. I'm just saying I I found myself at least in trials not able to. Hmm. Yeah, what about you, uh, Jordan? Uh, you've been doing a lot of PvP. In fact, you laid the atomic slapdown on all of their jabroni-beaten, pie-eaten asses <laughs> over there in the Technodrome admins versus scrub lords. I'm not going to even say members. Wow. They're just plain scrubs. <laughs> That's level disrespectful, of man. The level of the Cleveland steamer that you just took on the entire <laughs> squad was absolutely horrendous. And Stan was a part of that. He was trying to use Vex class and trying to make it a thing again. Hey, you know what? I'm going to defend Stan. He was doing I good did. with that. 
at first. The you first, shut the hell up and first, accept the praise that I just laid on oh, you. Oh, I'm accept. I'm, I am very accepting of it. I know you're presenting because anyway. he knows he's not going to get it again. Oh, shoot. <laughs> damn, dude! After the okay. So anyway, how did you feel about two point two, Bob? Let me tell you about exactly. what I think about two point five point oh point two here. Um, no, I'm not going to do oh that again. God. Um, you know the. Yeah, the sidearm thing, too prevalent. I understand. But I I played with sidearms in the past. I enjoyed them, but I hadn't used them too much. I like sniping, and that was just my thing. But because of the special ammo changes and because of what they did or what they didn't do, I guess, with uh, sidearms, I've been using those. I've been playing more aggressively, uh, running around and having more fun and relearning PvP again, which has been great. So... Um, you know, we talked about 2.5.0.2, uh, quite a bit so far. So those are, those are my impressions since last week's episode is that I've been, I'm, I'm enjoying it even more. Uh, like Stam said, uh, the primary weapon use is great. Uh, hand cannons. I can use hand cannons again. Uh, that's been fun. Um, so I really like the changes that they've done with 2.5.0.2. And um, I am looking forward to some fixes, but overall, I think they've done a good job with it. Here's my only beef with this patch. And the beef that I have is I don't think that, at least with this game, Destiny 1, there's any way you're going to be able to balance the primaries. Because it feels like the pulse rifles took a lot heavier of a nerf a lot heavier of a nerf, I should say, than what was let on. Because those hand cannons, pulse rifles can't compete at the ranges that they're supposed to be in. And hand cannons are just dominating those pulse rifles. I, the Hawksaw, I, I, I can use it to affect to a, a Guardian that isn't looking at me. But if that Guardian is looking at me, I'm going to get destroyed by that hand cannon no matter what. And at range, the one thing I am seeing a lot more of are the high-impact scout rifles, which is very interesting to me. Because it's basically uh, the the EOS Luna at range. I'm Yo. seeing a lot of Jade Rabbits. I'm seeing a lot of... I can't believe I'm going to say this. Cockatus. Um, I forget the other... Well, the one from the raid you can use. Uh, Chaos Dogma, I believe it's called. I'm not sure. Yep. I, I might be mixing up. Nope, that's it. But those, those higher-impact ones, I'm seeing a lot more of those on the bigger maps or even mid-range maps. I've, and I, sorry, I was going to say, I've always been a vi- big advocate of those. I think the reason you're seeing those is because of the lack of sniper ammo. Yep. Right. No. And, and I anticipated that. Uh, I believe I may have mentioned on our show that with the reduction of snipers, that scout rifles were going to come more into play. But I'm just I'm interested in that. There's a lot more of the higher impact ones, which were weren't as prevalent. And now I'm seeing a lot more. So that's very, very cool. I'm just, I'm kind of disappointed that pulse rifles aren't as competitive with regards to hand cannons. And there's really nothing that they can do to a point that it's, it, 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 it's, you can't balance it. It's impossible to balance on the current numbers. And the, I just think that with Destiny 2, we're going to have a different set of numbers. Like, let's say, the health for people will be 500 and the impact will be completely different. I just think that 200 might be too low of a number for proper balancing. 
and they may go with a different number so that it has more variables in it. Um, so let's talk about the upcoming changes that are coming. We already know that there's going to be health regen perks changes. We've already discussed them last week. I'm not going to repeat them, but there's a whole bunch of uh, notes, which I'll put in the show notes for the changes for the health regen. They finally confirmed that they will be doing something about that memory of Scory. Um, it will require a kill to jumpstart the Scory's unique ability for the next minute. Rip. Once that minute is up, you have to get another another kill to start it up again. Now, the beef I have with Memory of Scory isn't so much that they nerfed it. I understand the nerf. And for most PvP action, it's easy to get that going on again. My beef is, why not buff the others? Um... Well, I think personally that the others don't need buffing because they already they all have game changing effects. It's just that scories in the way it's being used is game breaking. And that's why they're bringing that down, which is the only time I would ever advocate a buff of something if is if it's game breaking. And that's what scories done. Scories essentially changed the way anybody plays. They just all now will will camp in the very back of a map and abuse the system that's been put in place i really like the change and little disclaimer this change isn't finalized it could be a different change in this when it ends up coming out right. this is their proposed idea but um i really like this idea in in no game mode if you think about it a game mode is usually 12 minutes and no straight game mode are you not going to get a kill every minute you'll usually end up with more than 12 kills in a game unless you're playing on a huge map but on a huge map um, there are cases where you're not by your teammates where Scory would really be coming into effect. This mainly just affects how Trials is going to play now. And I, I think they didn't say it, but I think if this were to go into effect with each round, it would reset. So you're not going to be able to start the round camping in the back and getting Scories, which I like. It, it, it basically, I had no suggestions when we talked about this a couple weeks ago as to what to do. And I think this is a great great idea that they've come up with to mess with the scory camping that's going on. Yeah, I agree. I'm good with this one. No, with scory, I'm fine, but I I just think that the others, for example, memory of Radagast, the one that takes away your super and gives you an extra charge for grenade and melee winter. Oh, I'm sorry. Fell winter. I apologize. Um, That just doesn't seem all that useful at all. It, It would seem like it was useful, but when, when you actually use it, it, it doesn't charge it that much faster. And, if anything, I would have added something to it. Maybe the the same perk, like the Frosties. When you're running, you get additional... Or when you get a kill, you get even more charge uh, towards those things. Um, the one, I forget... I, I Again, I, I rarely use any of the others, but there's an artifact that lets you highlight supers or whatever. Why not give it that uh, the hunted perk, like on a hunter, uh, Night Stalker? That way you can track somebody and see them, and, and that gives that gives you extra incentive to use that artifact. It's already an ability, and a lot of these same abilities are being used all over the place. Why not do something like that? I just think that the other artifacts, they're cool, but they don't provide any real incentive to use over, say, scories or the one that gives you third eye or... They each have they should each have their own place like Radagast that gives you the extra um, sword ammo for PVE. That's understandable. Yeah, I use Joel there for the to 
get rid of the sprint lock. Yolder, mm-hmm. yep. Yolder's perfect as it is. Yeah. But I, I just think the others need to be brought up because some mm-hmm. of them are just, I don't know. that. I think the tracking perk would be very, very powerful to have, especially in a game like Trials, mm. so that you can track somebody and, and, and point them out. Yeah, they have that I, Titan helm that has it. It would actually make more sense to put it on a uh, an artifact. Well, don't don't you think that if they bring down Scory, it'll kind of even the playing field all around? Because then, if they were to buff all the others or even change them around, the artifacts would seem overpowered as compared to what they once were. Uh, I mean, then it would really—they'd all then every single one of them would be game changing in different scenarios. It would be a little much. But is it? I mean, the way they are right now, they don't see like for example that tracking perk. Would you say that that's a game-changing perk? Like, let's say we were to add that, that the one where the, you can highlight supers, highlight low-health uh, uh, guardians and whatever. If we were to add, say, that tracking perk that I'm talking about from the Hunters, would that make that artifact game-breaking? Yes. For for Titans and Warlocks, I think, sure. And Even for Hunters, because they'd be able to track on Blade Dancing or, or um, Golden Gun, even. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but I just don't see it as, I see it as another option for, for somebody who might not want to use Yolder or might not want to use Scory. See, it's, if you had, let's say that you had that perk on that artifact and you had Scories and you had um, Yolders, would, would it be tougher for you to choose Scories or, or Yolder or would you consider only running that one with, because of the hunted perk? I would never touch Scories or Yolders if I could get the Hunted perk. Huh. Yeah. See, but you would be sacrificing something which is, which, for example, cooldown penalty. That's a big, that's a gigantic buff to have that. Yeah, but the thing is, so like with with the artifacts, every single artifact except for Scories is a very minor adjustment to what you have. Um, Fell Winters is honestly probably the biggest adjustment. You lose your super, you get two grenades, two melees, but everything else isn't even as significant as uh, an ability you get from a class selection. Um, and I think giving abilities you can get from class selection, like the Hunter's Perk, does become game breaking. I think their whole point with the artifacts was to add a little something extra to the artifacts while not making them a mainstay of the character. If they were to make them a mainstay style and every single artifact had something as significant as the hunted perk with it, then like I'd be okay with that because every single one has it. But as it is, I think they see that Scories is the only one having a huge effect on gameplay and they want to make it so it doesn't have that huge effect because there are other artifacts still dropping that have things such as... um, gain bonus super ability from doing this and this and i think they want those artifacts to still be viable options in comparison to things like scories and yolders and stuff which is why they don't add these um super powerful perks they just add perks that are equivalent to say one node from a gun or something like that uh the 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 other artifacts like a regular legendary artifact they're useless they have the most pointless perk Get a grenade or get a an orb of light when you perform eat two chimichangas while performing begin the begin <laughs> on Oryx's fight. 
Man, I, I should be getting orbs all the time. I eat chimichangas during every raid. You just you just gave us the most useful artifact ever, Jorge. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> you need, about. You have to sit down with that. Chimichangas and Destiny 2 confirmed. <laughs> oh my god. So let's go through the other updates that will be coming. Remember, these are just anticipated changes. They may change in one way, shape, or form, but these are the anticipated changes. Uh, the second one is Truth. Having an additional rocket in reserves and bumping truth to the max rocket launcher reload speed. I was telling David and Jordan this earlier. All they really needed to do was make, um, uh, what is it, uh, spray and play an intrinsic perk on truth. And I think that it would have been a happy medium. No, it's or still even put, lame. Or even put two rockets. I, 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 I don't understand the complete nerf to that. I would have just bumped up. I would have put spray and play as an intrinsic perk and go from there. No land beyond will flinch like the sniper rifle. It is. What does that mean? It means it's going to finally have flinch because right now, yes. right now, no land beyond has no flinch. Um, it doesn't react. It reacts like a primary. It doesn't react like a sniper rifle. So they're going to make it so it reacts like a sniper rifle does, which honestly I'm okay with. Uh, as someone who uses No Land Beyond, I'm disappointed because that's a that's a mainstay to No Land Beyond. But it, like they said, I think they said it. Um, there's no point in having this sniper not behave like a sniper because then it's essentially cheating. Right. And then Blink will. This is again. I'm in, I'm saying this again just to make sure nobody misquotes me. I see you over there, people in the internet. Blink will have the old recovery nerf removed entirely per anticipated changes to the Blink. Additionally, they'll be pulling back the time that you're HUDless by just a little bit. Which could just be like one frame. Bit. Right. Just, one just frame. Just a titty bit. Still. Wait, what'd you say? What? <laughs> said just a tiny bit. Did we? Oh, okay. Do we say the changes to sidearms? Uh, so... Th- Anticipated changes to sidearms are that they're going to change it so that you don't, you can't store boatloads of ammo like you you can now. Yeah, basically, it's just uh, going to be like I'll every be, time you die, it's going to be like you started the match again. You're going to have that same, uh, same one and a half reserve. clips. Yeah, I'm interested in this change because if this change is coming, why can't they fix it so that you don't lose ammo in PVE? It just seems like this. I know it, it very well may be that there's something else going on, and they can do this minor change as a workaround, like a bandage. But it just seems weird that they fix that or able to fix that, but can't fix something else that's in PVE. Wait, that, that's what? What point. are you talking cool. about? So let's say I have a rocket launcher with max ma- ammo, six rockets, mm-hmm. and I switch to a sword. Max ammo on a sword is 68, but all of a sudden I have 28 swings of my sword. Well, that's because, because they I wanted s- that to do. They did that a long time ago, no, didn't they? No, they? they never wanted to do that. I thought they, they wanted that. Was that. Not, that's not a desire. That, that's a bug. Yeah, I mean, you can switch between rocket launchers. You can have like some rocket launcher on. You'd be like, oh, I actually didn't want that one. I want this rocket launcher. And then you lose rockets when you do it. That's still a yeah, thing. That's a bug. Oh, well, the the thing with the sidearm change will be um, 
I didn't know. I was asking. David just, David was like, oh, okay, well, moving on. Um, well, yeah, well. <laughs> you explained it to me, man. It's a good explanation. Okay, well, go uh, ahead, continue. Um, with the sidearm thing, um, I don't know if the sidearm change will come when the other changes come, just because they've already said that this in itself is a bug. They don't actually want you to keep all that sidearm ammo, and they don't know if they can change it very easily. So while they can say they're looking into changing it, I don't know how quickly we'll actually get that change. Time, I actually want to correct you. They didn't say that that was a bug. Yeah, they did. They no. In in the actual update, they stated that they're that it's going to keep the ammo. That that was never stated as a bug. Mister, never. What's his name? Josh Hamrick tweeted it. Where? Like the week of. Picture sure didn't happen. Yeah, going to Twitter right now. Because based on the actual uh, patch notes, the hotfix notes, like that's how it was supposed to be, and I think they realized in live gameplay that it was way too powerful. So, anyway, moving on. While you're while you're pulling that up, actually, you know what, David? Why don't you talk about mash those buttons? Well. Mash those buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and foreign gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today on Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. All right, so the next two topics that we're going to talk about one of them is going to be very short, but it's going to tie in exactly to the next one. The main reason we have Sematis and Eli here. So next week will be Iron Banner Supremacy. The rewards will be sniper rifles, the hand cannon, helms, and boots. Eli. Yo. Is this enough to get you to come back to Destiny? Oh my god, no, dude. Are you serious? Like, <laughs> I mean, look. Ever since Destiny started giving out the the rare guns so easily, like it's just not fun anymore. Like, do you remember and the days? Just to make sure you, I don't mean to interrupt, but by the rare guns, you mean the legendary and the exotics? Sure, yeah, or anything, or even a gun that was just harder to get. Like, or you had to go to the lighthouse to get this awesome roll on a gun. Like, ever since that left, because you could just play Iron Banner for a week and get every single gun that's good in the game, it's not fun. Like, everyone has this god role now because you just grind so many hours and you get it and it's like i don't understand why that would make me want to come back okay cool iron banner's back sick i love iron banner i like doing i like doing the bounties i like hanging out with my friends getting a six-man team and playing winning ah great time awesome time sometimes that's enough to bring me back other times they're like oh check out these sick rewards that everyone is going to get because you just play the game. That's not cool, man. Like, if you're comparing it to other games where you have to do this crazy side quest to get this awesome thing, and you have to dedicate hours and hours and hours just traveling to a different part of this world and exploring it, or even just doing, like, these quests that lead to another quest, that lead to another quest, that lead to another quest, to finally get this sick gun. Like, that's worth it. That's awesome. And then playing someone who has a sick role in a gun because they did this crazy thing that's awesome but just giving us all the same gun because it's unfair because some people don't play the game as much isn't enough to bring me back 
So I'm assuming that you're bringing a little bit of your expertise and experience with WoW. So I resubscribed to WoW about a month and a half ago, and I started from scratch, level one. I'm currently like level 55, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. I can pick and choose the quests I want to go on because there is an abundant amount of quests. And PvP is astonishing. It's the best PvP ever because you can't just be good at killing because there's a healing aspect. Um, if you're just a team full of killers, you'll lose because there's no healer, there's no tank, there's no team objective play, things of that sort. Um, in Iron Banner, or even in Destiny PvP sometimes itself even, Trials, you can have one person, in my um, experience as a David, where you can literally do nothing and your team can win because you have one person who slays. Um, in other games, World of Warcraft, for my example, you cannot just be that good without help. And yes, I understand that in a shooter, you necessarily don't need to have help. You should be able to go on your own or just go on a rampage. And I agree, you should be able to do that. But you shouldn't be able to win the entire game because of it. That's kind of where I stand. Um, what was the question? <laughs> you you answered it pretty well. Now you 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 did a pretty good job okay. there. Um, so I mean, you did bring up something that was interesting, which was you in World of Warcraft. You don't need to have, um, for example, for I mean, you need to have a healer. You need to have a tank. You need to have this and that. Uh, I think the other day. You, me, Jordan, we ran a raid where all of us were hunters. <laughs> so the, I don't think you can get away with doing that in a WoW raid. Right. Like if everybody was, I don't know, I'm just using werewolf, I'm not werewolf, but the, werewolf. what is it? The, the paladin, there we go. We'll go with paladin. If everyone was a paladin, would you be able to get through a raid? Maybe, um, maybe not. Yeah, you can do it. You, you, you would though. It. Yeah, you would because the paladin has three specs. The paladin yep. has a tank spec, a healing spec, and a damage spec. So if okay, you, let's say all of them were spec for damage. How about sure? That? Then okay. no, no. Thank you for killing my my point. <laughs> sorry, Thank sorry. you for killing my point. Sorry, sorry. Um, but you <laughs> bring me to rip. another point that I've I've wanted to bring up for a while. I've always wanted to be on this show because I know you guys do such a great job, and I've always Aww. wanted to bring up some points, but. Stop um, kissing her ass and get on with it. <laughs> when I first uh, saw Destiny and I saw that there was a Titan, a Hunter, and a Warlock, my nerd mind instantly jumped to tank, damage, and mm -hmm. heal slash like caster. And I was like, awesome. They're breaking up classes. Like the Titan is going to have more health. He's going to be your tanky guy. He could even be a damage dealer. The Warlock is going to be damage from afar or some type of healer. That's awesome. The Hunter is going to be the most badass rogue and he can get in, you know, quick, do a lot of damage, a lot of stealth aspect, or he can sit from afar and pick people off. Awesome. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's, let's set up. Let's, let's uh, have a dynamic team. Let's get your buddies on. And let's say, David, you're a hunter. Eli, you're the warlock. You're, you're going to heal today. And then Jorge or Jordan or Stan, whatever your name is, you're going to be the <laughs> tank. Like, Damn. Sorry, dude. I forgot. I didn't want to. Never mind. So, I was really We're all good friends that. here, we promise. <laughs> Yo, what just happened? And uh and it didn't happen like that and every class is the same. I log on, play trials, and I'll play with one character, finish the 
finish the ticket, hop into the next character, transfer my guns, and just play the exact same way. Yes, the supers are different, the grenades are kind of different, melees are kind of different, but it's not different enough. I'll beg to differ on the melees, but go on. I just think that if you could, like, and they tried to make you spec your character, as in, like, if you're a hunter and you're running void, void or whatever, and you can either do black hole or, like, the three tethers. Like, that's not spec enough. That doesn't change a lot. And I think mm-hmm. that if you were to really, really customize or be able to customize the talents or specializations, you could have people playing the same character so differently. And I think mm-hmm. that uniqueness is missing. That creativity is missing. What about you, Stan? Because I know that for the longest time, uh, you, you, you took a break and then you came back um, and you're playing again. What what was the thing that got you to come back? Um, really, I was, it was like morbid curiosity. I just wanted to see how Destiny oh. was doing. Wow. Um, I, always, I always come back and check in and Jordan will test to that. I always drop in, um, even if it's for a week or two. But this time, what got me hooked back in is two things. One was, to me, the more important one was PvP was a lot better. And after hearing about the update that came out, I was even more excited for PvP. And the second one was when I came back in PvE because I, I got Rise of Iron. I pretty much did the story. I played for like four days and I stopped. And when I came back, I had so much to do that I felt like, wow, there's actual stuff to do in Destiny right now. And I've been able to play PvE without getting bored of the repetitive quests and uh, weeklies and nightfalls over and over again. So it's, it's, gotten, it's gotten its hooks back into me fairly quickly. So do you believe that... Th- that- you're going to have enough content or things to do or be excited enough to last a little bit longer um, with the game? Or do you believe that something more is needed? Um, oh, that's a tough question. Um, well, I know, I know for a fact the PvP is going to keep me interested. That's, that's what's going to keep me playing this game is the Crucible. Um, Content-wise, PvE, there's so much more to be desired in this game it's it's ridiculous like it 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 needs personally it needs a lot of help on the pve side of things but crucible crucible's on on pace to actually beat its predecessor in halo i think personally so yeah i mean the, the big reason i also brought you guys in here um was because I also wanted to get your thoughts on what you both wanted to, or what I, what you guys want to see. I'm sorry. In Destiny Two, we already know that we're going to get a Destiny sequel this year per Activision, even though there's some doubters still. So, what do you think is going to take for you to put down the money to uh, to pick up Destiny Two? A lot of people are already saying, "Oh, they already got my money. I'm already going to get it." But there's a lot of people who are on on the fence. So we'll start off with you, Eli. Are you on the fence or are you thinking about getting it just because, say, me, David, Jordan, Pelish, whoever? Yeah, I'm definitely... I think 
I'm not so much on the fence as I as my hopes aren't high. As in, like, I'll get the game because, like you said, my friends are going to get it. And what better to do than spend time and have laughs and good times with my friends on a video game that I do enjoy. Um, I think that Destiny is the best shooter I've ever played, PvP-wise. Again, I'm not good at PvP. But I've <laughs> played Call of Duty. I've played Halo. I've played Gears of War. I've played all these games. And when it comes to a shooter standpoint, Destiny is my favorite. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. definitely, definitely going to get Destiny 2. For me, I'm a big story guy. I love lore. And one thing that I hope Destiny 2 does that Destiny 1 didn't is reveal its lore without the grimoire. Like, I don't want to have to go online to access your story. I want the game to teach me about it. So I'd really love to see that. I'd love to see the story develop more because there's such good lore. I mean, I, I remember David showed me videos of YouTubers explaining it and all this stuff. And it's really, really cool and interesting. And they did a great job with it. I just, I wish that they would show us. So questing, Eli was obsessed with Jaron Ward for about three weeks. Dude, that story is so cool. And like the spoken version of it is, is mm. awesome. Even the Thorn story. I mean, the podcast that they did for Thorn, man, it blew my mind. And I was, I loved it. And I wish that the game would have shown me this opposed to having to go to external resources to find it. So if Destiny 2 can bring some of that aspect into their questing, into their story, into their campaign, if they can bring a unique character set where I don't have to be the exact same character or use the same guns with every character or experience the same one quest with each character, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, Jaren Ward is an awesome part of the story. I mean, I don't have so much of a problem him being in or the story for Jaron Ward and and Shin Malfor and all that stuff for Thorn and Last Word being side stories that were put in Grimoire. Um, the reason I say that is it's kind of more of the story of the guns and then your experience that like you pick up the mantle. It's hard to put an experience like that in game because at least with this type of game, not with this game. They, yeah, the, the the reason I say that is you would have to go from their perspective and then that removes you being the character. It would work for a game like, for example, Call of Duty because you have multiple characters that you play through in a mission, for example, like Modern Warfare. You have Soap, you have all the others. Um, um, and that would work for a game like that. Destiny, it's a little hard to be, like, like for example, if I were my Guardian, then all of a sudden I do a flashback and I'm Jaron Ward. It would be kind. Of, it, it's a little disorienting, and I know it'd be cool because I, I I have no no doubt that it would it would just the story would be a lot of fun. But I think that what they were trying to do with regards to the story with Jaron Ward and Shin Malfor was that they wanted to give a little bit of story context to those exotic weapons. In fact, my theory is that they wanted to do that to all the exotic weapons, and then they just kind of. The, those two, those two stories, the last word and Thorn, just became the main focus because of how popular they were, and they didn't really go and describe stories for the other ones as eloquently. They kind of did go back in this past update, the Dawning, and actually give story to Thunderlord. There was it was a weapon that was used um, during uh, the 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 war on the moon when the Guardians took on Crota. And there was also the Abaddon and the Nova Mortis. And when all the Guardians were destroyed on Moon, 
Uh, those three guns were lost, and then you recover one of them, Th uh, Thunderlord, and with the dawning, you get access to Abaddon and Nova Mortis. So there was a little, there was a bit of story there that was really cool. They just the execution was bad, but I do think that it was cool that they added story to those guns because it made you more invested into them. That's why people take it really hard when there was a nerf to Thorn or a nerf to Last Word because besides feeling good and playing well and they were devastating weapons, you, they were also ingrained because they were part of the favorite story that you had in the Grimoire. Right, um, and I, I think people, that uh, it's it's strange because your guardian doesn't even have a name or a voice, and yeah. I know that that's so you can I don't know maybe so you can immerse yourself and become that guardian, but mm -hmm. I think I think with with that being so, the fact that your guardian never speaks or actually does anything besides use the ghost to kind of talk to with these ghosts, they can resurrect you, and I'm sure they have the power to like bring a recording of some sort. Or like, there's so many ways to do it. There's so much. There's so much that Destiny could do to even just show us a quick flashback, or like if you were on the quest to get the last word, and every after every quest there was a small snippet where it showed the story, or you heard a little like, you know, the voices or whatever, and you could skip it if you wanted to, if you didn't really care. Mm -hmm. But if it was presented as an option to watch this cool story, I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of. God, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say chiming in with that. Like, it doesn't even have to be like. A, a visual thing if they so much as put cards that i can read in the game that it says hey you unlocked this card view it now or go to the library in the tower and read it later like that's that's even better to me than going to a website to view the grimoire like that involves the story even more and going along with what eli said about um giving your character a voice like I understand, like, like, like he said, maybe they want you to immerse yourself in that character and not have something set for it. But if you look at games like, like Skyrim, you give your guy a voice in that game. You choose different voices. I believe it was Skyrim. It might just be Elder Scrolls Online where you choose your guy's voice. But yeah. regardless, um, you're still immersing yourself in that character. You can't tell me that you're not immersing yourself in an Elder Scrolls game when your guy has a voice and says lines. And I feel like Destiny does need that. That whether you're speaking it or a random person on your screen is speaking it, you're still connecting with that character. Yeah, yeah I mean, th there were lines. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say that um, the Elder Scrolls games are completely different animals. They they focus solely on the lore and the world building. I mean, just even the books that you could pick up in that game. There's thousands and thousands of pages of books that you can just go around the world reading and that's it's it just feels like a missed opportunity for Bungie to not even attempt something like that mm -hmm. yeah with regards to vanilla in vanilla your character actually said a couple lines uh the voice would change based on what um i don't want to say race because it's not really a race but whether you're woken human or exo and whether you are male or female um, it would change the type of voice you had. Um, but then starting in the dark below, your character completely stopped talking. They just stopped recording those lines for those characters. Why? Probably save money and to save time because changing a whole bunch of lines or reading a whole bunch of lines. And if your guardian ended up having a large conversation with your ghost, that's a lot more recording and a lot more um, space that they have to put on most. I'm I'm almost positive they were thinking at the time PS3 and Xbox 360. There's only so much space that we can put on those systems, 
uh, or data that we can put on those systems before it's just too big and it wouldn't fit on the systems. Well, okay, it, then, can't, it can't be for money because they, they went and picked up Nolan North. So that's no, definitely it's, not it's, the issue. It's definitely not money. I, I guarantee you it was more of a data issue. Mm. They knew that having six different voices with full-on conversations with Ghost or whatever, that was just a little bunch. Having grunts and groans, that doesn't take up much space. But having a full-on conversation and then all these different things, that would take up a lot of space over time. Well, now they have um, no... They, oh, sorry. And then jumping off something that uh, Eli was saying about optional videos or cutscenes, you kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy X and a little bit of Halo 3 ODST, where you're going and, and like you're picking up those those spheres and you see what the other person was doing at that time. Um, and I would definitely be down for that. Even bring in like like they kind of were doing in Taken King. Where they did a little bit of Metroid Prime, where you pull out your ghost, you scan something, and he talks about that. One of the coolest things in Taken King, for me, was when you're doing the Regicide mission, and you put your ghost up on the statues that are right to the entrance to Oryx. And you look at the left one, and he's talking about, this one says Nocris. And you're like everything that he's saying is theorizing that Crota had a brother named Nocris. He doesn't show up in any other part of the game. And I'm just like, I, I even though I beat Oryx, I, I'm like, oh my God, but what about Nocris? He's going to be in the future. <laughs> Nocris. So I, I, I like that when, when there's elements that are added, flavors, items like that, that are really interesting and dynamic. And, and, and just, even though it's optional, completely optional, it adds so much flavor. It, 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 like Oryx's family felt humongous. He has, you have Oryx, you have Crota, you have his sisters, you have Nocris, you have his two other sisters which are cackling all over the place and killing each other to become even more powerful. You have all these other random daughters of Oryx that show up on the, on the map. Like, you feel like you're fighting the entire royal family. It feels cool. And each one of them has their own stories to tell. And I hope that in the future, they add more of that in. All right. Uh, so did anybody want to add any final thoughts or um, ideas with regards to what they believe is going to keep them in Destiny um, in the future? Um, I kind of I kind of agreed with um, with what Eli said. They would mm -hmm. have to really get in. He knows your not. name, Eli. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you know, because I'm so sorry. You know, I can. I can remember people's names that I talked to like, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, snap. I accept, um, I, I accept them. I accept them. Um, David, you sit down. At least he got excited me. for Icebreaker. Yeah, damn right. Um, they have to do, I think, they have to do a lot more than just adding lore and grimoire into the game itself. Because as we know, it's it's there's a huge depth of lore into the game, but there's... There's a much bigger issue in my eyes, which is um, the variety of the missions and uh, raids and all that. Um, because for the first full, I would say, what was it, first year I played Destiny, after the first three months, it felt like I was just repeatedly doing the same quests over and over and over again. And mm -hmm. I would c consistently push myself to do them because I would want to continue playing with my friends more than getting a reward for the actual game itself. So there's, 
there's so many things they can do, especially with involving the Vex. Having having the Vex there is like literally a storyteller's dream. They can do anything and they choose not to for some reason. But I feel like that that would have to be something that they could they have to address in the future, which is not having the same nightfall every couple weeks, not having the same weeklies running. They should have, I feel, separate playlists with separate missions specifically designed for them and separating it from story, from side quests, from raids, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, mean, for me, um, I think that one of the floating ideas that they're going to be doing is you have the big up, or I'm so tempted to say update because that's what I'm used to saying, but you have the big game, Destiny 2. It'll have, I'm just putting a random number, let's say 22 missions. And then it, you, you fight the final boss of the story, and then it opens up the post game. And then three months after that, you have, let's say, five new missions and a new strike, and then more story added. Just throughout the year, story and, and, and items, and kind of taking a cue from World of Warcraft. One of the things that was weird about Destiny 1 was you had, you did everything up to the story, and it ended abruptly right there. Mm-hmm. And then in order to do Vault of Glass, at least complete it properly with at the appropriate power level, you had to be about level 27, 28. You could start at 26, but the final room is level 28. So you're just going to get bombarded by the time you get there. There, there wasn't enough in-between stuff. Right. And what would have been cool, taking a cue from World of Warcraft, is adding mini-raids. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they didn't want to go full on six players, but like, let's say something a little bit more dynamic than I think those just are a regular nightfallers. Right. No, no, no. Even right. that's well, what they do like, here. <laughs> well, here's the thing: like in in World of Warcraft, you have your story missions, you have your dungeons. There's mini raids, and then there's the actual raid. You do the mini raids and, and dungeons to get you leveled up to do a raid, like an actual full raid. And in this case, you have you have the, the stories that get you to level twenty, and this is I'm talking about vanilla. Then you have strikes, which didn't give you anything at that time of any value. And then there wasn't anything between there and the raid. Mm-hmm. I mean, nightfalls weren't really a thing to do until you were level twenty eight. If you're trying to do a, a nightfall level twenty two, you're just gonna the second a drag looked at you and shot you once, you're dead. So there wasn't anything between there to say get you to level 24 or 25 so you could attempt the raid at least. And I think that if they were to change not really a strike but as I was mentioning like a a, a, a nightfall kind of difficulty strike that didn't have modifiers but would get you to the appropriate level for the raid and every week it would change that would be a way to engage people and because one of the problems that we ha- that I had on uh, with Rise of Iron was getting from up to like at least 365 was a chore. I didn't have that chore when I was do- when I was playing Taken King. Everything about Taken King for the first 3 months at least felt like you were doing something different every single time. You had all this story, all these quests, you have branching side missions, you had the exotic swords, you had there was so much to do. And then 
there was nothing else after that. That's a problem, but that's something else. And I just think that if they were to add minor things between to get you to raid level, you would have more people attempting raids at least. I'm not saying complete it, but at least attempting them. I feel like they have they have kind of two problems. One is what you said, the in-between, like between the raids and everything else, and then the end game. Like once you get to end game and destiny, like that's that's it. There's nothing there's nothing else. Like even and I know that like this would be an extreme example, but even splitting um maybe a raid and some type of not prison of elders exactly, but some type of prison of elders activity where you can get the armor set in one and maybe the end game weapons in the other. Because putting all of them into just one raid and then you just run through it and then you're running through that same raid 30 plus times for the next month hoping that you're going to get everything and it just becomes repetitive and it's either you master it or you get bored of it one way or the other. And there's there's just gaps they need to to fill in to really like bring that breath to this game. Another thing every, that uh oh sorry go ahead. I was just gonna say every game like this does kind of have that um loot table that you want to go for though where there is the activity like the raid where there's something on that where you want to go in and do it over and over to get the drop you want and I I don't think they're really gonna change that coming into destiny 2 i think it will still end up being you have the missions you go through then you have the post boss of the campaign missions you go through then that leads into strikes which leads into activities like the nightfall which lead up in total to that raid and then you're still going to be doing that same raid over and over and over again uh, you know i don't really necessarily think that's a problem as a basis to get you invested in destiny 2 as a game but you know, like like we've all been saying in different shapes and forms, they they do need something else to, like Stan put it, add a greater breath to this game. You know, they 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 sort of did a side mission type of deal with your patrols, but it's it's super blah. And who who wants to go do that? They tried to add a little bit of spice to it with the public events, um, adding importance to them uh, later on. Uh, but they never they still are sort of lackluster. Um, I, I think, you know, outside of your main story missions and your strikes, um, Nightfall included and your raids, I think they need to do something with side missions, not just patrols, but do something different. Um, yes. You know, add add vendors to the game. You know, we were talking about ESO earlier, uh, Elder Scrolls. You know, they have vendors and such in Elder Scrolls in towns where you can go and, uh, you know, interact with them a little bit more. Um, also, I'm thinking games like Assassin's Creed, where you can meet people, not necessarily vendors, but people in the towns and such that you're visiting that can give you little missions and side missions to do. And they, they can change, you know, you, you could take from all these games and add so much more to Destiny just by taking what's already out there, mixing it together and making it unique to destiny. It's it, all these things are already out there. Destiny just isn't doing them. They just did them and added a little bit of their bungee flair to it. You know, it would make this game of uh, a, a true living, breathing entity. It would just, it would be awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, no, I agree. I agree completely. And you brought up a good point with vendors and stuff. And one thing that's awesome and wow is 
you like we have a guild made right now and mm -hmm. there's one of our one of our guys he they're professions and one of his things is like herbalism and mining so literally he runs around gotcha. the map and collects these herbs or mining materials and everything and then he sells them on the auction house to make gold for our guild and with that gold we can buy certain gear with that gold we can you know upgrade stuff or do this or do that or like it's such a cool like the auction house is such a cool dynamic that yes. you know people interact with on a daily basis people have the auction house app and they look and they sell their stuff like wow is so like dynamic in that aspect and then coming back to destiny i absolutely can't stand that light level is like a thing i hate it i think that xp and the level itself like we're all level 40 and i hate that i think that if 40 is the max awesome but it shouldn't be easy to get there and you should be a 38 and be like i'm high level holy shit like i can do a lot of things that 30s can't do or things like that but it's not it's everyone gets to 40 super fast and then it's all about getting that gear i like getting gear too getting gear is awesome it's a lot of fun but i don't think that it should determine how strong you are like mm -hmm. level wise I guess if that makes sense, like you shouldn't agree. Like, you shouldn't be able to do I a raid agree. because your because your light level is three sixty five. You should be able to do that raid because you're level forty six because that's the like minimum level requirement. If your gear sucks and you get wrecked, hey, that's on you. But you're level forty six, like you meet the requirements, and you only became level forty six because you did enough things in the game. You didn't just hey have a free forty. Go ahead, now get gear like. You did a lot of stuff to get to that experience and your experience bar moved and you leveled and your experience bar moved again and you leveled and you did this and you did that and you did this side quest and this quest because it delivered a lot of XP. And XP is just lacking in the game and now XP is just motes of light because we're all max level and we just get these motes of light and they do nothing. Yeah, they upgrade your shit, but who cares? I mean, I, mm -hmm. I look at Destiny Dude, so much and I say, yes. who cares? I yeah, totally agree. To too different. Yeah, they tried to go in the complete opposite direction as every other mmo for some reason like they tried to do their own thing cool we give it to them but i'm sure that light level is gonna have to be gone by the time destiny 2 rolls around it yeah, should I, be and i think they're gonna change it. no that's okay I, I think they will change it significantly at least i hope they will you know eli's talking about you know depth to your experience like your character's literal experience xp if you will you know, that's that's another thing. There's so many things that lack lack depth in this game. And it's it's a, this is this has been a great discussion. I'm really enjoying this. I, I didn't chime in earlier, but I'm going to back up real quick before we get um, any further um, talking about some of the uh, the, the that ass Yeah. Yeah. Before you yeah. back up, can I make a play on this topic real quick? Yeah, do it. No, you can make, make that point. Yeah. All I was going to say then is if. Uh, what Eli was saying holds true, which I agree with. And I've said that like way in the past when we talked about this, I made a similar comment, but um, that opens them up to make these um, higher difficulty activities like raids, not focus on giving you higher level stuff, but things with cooler abilities, stronger mm -hmm. abilities, abilities that make more of a difference, which is what I feel the equipment you get from these in-game activities should actually do. And they'll they'll allow yeah. you to build the character you want the way you want to do it. Yeah, more customization. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I think that's definitely the, the the path that they're gonna take in some way, shape, or form. 
I still believe that there's a chance that light level will be there in some way, shape, or form. How? I don't know. It's impossible to really to really make any what? assumptions because we don't know much about the game Destiny 2. You, you can uh, just but, call it light level, like light level 20 instead of level 20. There you go. It could just be there. I, I think it, it's going to be a little bit of what Eli said and a little bit of what we have right now. To what degree, I don't know. It's impossible to, to really say. But I I would really hope that, as you mentioned, Eli, that they do take that path and using the different abilities that your gear gives you. Um, for example, because you have this special glove that you could only get on this one mission that was really, really tough, all of a sudden the weapons that you have are now arc. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it, it seems impo- it seems very, very powerful, but think of it like when, when you get a specific bow in uh, ESO, it's a it's a electric bow or an ice bow, and it does ice damage to certain enemies. So it's it's similar to that. They would just they have to change the whole thing from going or relying on these burns. I hate the arc burn, solar burn, and void burn. Not because it makes things easier or harder or whatever. Well, I mean, correction. Because it makes things harder. It doesn't make things harder. It just makes them more cumbersome. And then you just focus on what the best void weapon is for that boss. And you just obliterate him as fast as possible. Yeah. I mean, you saw it when we were doing it, David. We were hitting the fake Fogoth. Oh, with yeah. Sidearm. I was there Bro, with you. Literally, sidearms and fusion rifles. Crazy. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I don't want the bosses to be jokes. I want them to be actual challenges. And that's been my problem with Destiny and Eyefalls. Like, sometimes you'll run into a situation where you have the Shield Brothers with Solar Burn. Let's not get started on that. And then you have situations like this week with Fogoth, or, I'm sorry, the Abomination Beast, or whatever they call him, or Ogre. It doesn't matter. Fake Fogoth. You're just shooting him in the belly with, with sidearms until he's dead. It's, it, it's, it takes like three minutes. It, it's obscene how quickly you can take down that boss. And it's an actual giant ogre. It's supposed to be a threat to the planet Earth, and yet you're taking him down with a pistol. Even worse, my pistol has a, has a silencer. I'm taking down this giant-ass beast with a silencer. <laughs> so I, I want them to focus less on the elemental burn and more on what that elemental burn means. I can take down a shield faster. I can do this. I can activate a door with a, an electrical shot, and that opens up a secret over here. Stuff like that. I, I come from the Metroid background. This is stuff that, that's been ingrained in me. And because, let's say, I had the wave beam, I can shoot through the door, activate something that activates another door that allows me to proceed over here. Things like that. It, it just adds elements to the game that aren't there and would add value and i just think that that's what this game needs yeah it's very linear going through the missions the strikes it's 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 you know with all the experience that we have in this game now it's yeah it's super apparent that it's very linear they do need stuff they need to add layers to the missions variations and such more so than just Mm -hmm. you know adding additional health to the bosses and the enemies and such but what I wanted to get back to was more story oriented. Uh, you know, you guys, you guys were talking and, and maybe I misunderstood what you were saying, but you, you said Jorge said something in regards to adding sort of side stories uh, to the game 
uh, and you, you thought it would be disorienting. And I it, just just bear with me in case I misunderstood, but I, I disagree. Uh, I, I think that if you had some side stories where you actually played as NPCs in the lore to give you that immersive experience, I think that would be amazing. Imagine if you were Jaron Ward or um, I can't. I, that's the only one that's popping my head right now. Sorry. But ma- imagine for. Yeah. Just imagine if you were one of those characters um, in a cutscene or like a, a little mini side quest to learn more about the weapons that you're lusting after. That would be awesome. I would love to play those little side missions. Um, you know, I, I, I got into modern gaming through the Arkham series and Assassin's Creed, and they do that. They You play other characters for short periods of time in the game, and it really, it really immerses you in that portion of the story, that, which is typically has to do with history or it's like a it's like an augmentation of the storyline that you're playing it's just it's just awesome i i, I really wish mm-hmm. or i hope that bungie does that for destiny 2 because i think that adds a lot to the game and I, and i don't think it's disorienting it's up to it really is up to the writers and the producers directors of the game to make that work and i, I believe they can because they have a lot of experience doing it so um see for for me, what would interest me more, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's a terrible way to tell a story. I think it's a fantastic way. My problem is that because of what's going on with um, Destiny, where you're so focused on your guardian, that it would be more beneficial instead of, say, the story of Shin Malfor. I work with Zavala, or I work with Shiro to sneak into a cabal base to pull out a, uh, a the spec of a spe- this is going to sound very star wars like but we're getting the 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 specs for a special or for the super weapon that the cabal plan on launching on earth like that would give me more because i'm working with a a, a famous npc somebody who we know is dangerous and powerful it would be cool if i'm if i'm working with Cade and, and we're doing stuff and and we're trying to stop the cabal from advancing on their the position on Earth to set up a, a beachhead over there so that they can take over the city. Like that would be more interesting to me rather than the side missions, which I know are are very powerful at adding story. But what I want to focus more on is what my guardian is doing to help improve the world and what the mentors that I'm working with, like seeing them at their best doing what they do and showing off like their skills like Ikora imagine running into Ikora and, and watching her like take down Cabal with an invective and then she's just like looking at you was like are you done and she's reloading her gun it's like yo Ikora just straight up played me as she took out all those Cabal <laughs> yeah no that yeah all these things awesome yeah <laughs> yeah I, I just think that the, the story of Destiny is more the story of your guardian and to fo- to kind of pull that away and have you go through, let's say, Lord Shax's eyes during the the Battle of Twilight Gap, it would be interesting to see. But then you're not focusing on your guardian; you're focusing on an NPC. And I don't. I, I'm not saying it's a terrible idea. I just think that the way the game is structured would be weird. Yeah. I, well, I, maybe I, I maybe the- as some sort of like a DLC add-on type of 
type of structure where it wouldn't be in the game straight up, but it would be available, you know? Mm -hmm. I just think with the way the game's structured, it doesn't focus much on your guardian anyways, because it doesn't really give him life. So focusing on an NPC would be a great idea to kind of divert some of the attention towards something more positive. Yep. So I'm very glad that we had this conversation because Eli, you definitely touched on a lot of stuff that I think a lot of people are listening to in case anybody's misinterpreting anything that we've said. We love the game. We want to see it grow and improve because it's one of the best experiences I'm, I think I'm, I'm safe in saying this, that any of us have ever had in gaming. We love this game. We love the ability to play with our friends and, and just go in there and just destroy um, all these different monsters and creatures. We just want it to be more fleshed out and more impactful. Uh, like, give us more more of what we want. And, and, and that's what I think we want more than anything we want in this game. We're not bashing on it. We're not hating it. We just want to see more of of an improvement. You're always critical of things you love. Yes. So I definitely want to thank Eli for joining us. And I definitely want to thank Step, Step Mattis for joining us on this sh on the show. You guys are amazing. But David, it's time to close this bad boy up. Go ahead and start it up. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. And as always, let you know we are available on a ton of platforms. So please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do that is to share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, and we also have an RSS feed. The links to each of these are available right on the Mashos Buttons website at www.mashosbuttons.com. And make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. For any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. And make sure to check us out on twitter.com forward slash mtb site, twitter.com forward slash in orbit podcasts, facebook.com forward slash mashthosebuttons, youtube.com forward slash mashthosebuttons, David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt. No spaces, no underscores. And Jordan, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at I am underscore TBot and streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash I am TBot. Stan, where can people find you at? Oop. You guys can find me on Twitter at GameStom underscore UD. You guys can find me streaming and posting videos on YouTube at Updown Gaming. And you can find me also streaming, doing videos and writing articles on thegameraccess.com. And last but certainly not least, John Cena. Where can people find you at? <laughs> uh, you guys can catch me outside. How about that? Um, oh, now you guys, you guys really don't want to find me anywhere because my tweets are all just stupid. So we'll just get me. <laughs> oh my god! And as always, you can find me on damn it on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms 
via my screen name, go to NRG. Please contact the show with any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us, inorbitpodcast on Twitter. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls, points and directs, shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jared, myself, and on this week, we have Eli and Stam. We thank you for listening to our show. And as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, February 27th, Jorge, David, and Jordan transmit in orbit. This week talking about Iron Banner supremacy, more talk of Hotfix 2.5.0.3, and players that have left and returned to Destiny. On Tuesday, February 28th, Nick and Katie continue their quest to educate you on wild lore on the Torn and the Goblin. This week talking their thoughts on rogue class quests and free will and wow with special guest Ali Sunder. On Wednesday, March 1st, Jared and Mikey bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. This week discussing the latest developments in Numbani and how to help Reaper. On Friday, March 3rd, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you Sitrep Radio, talking the latest in the division and the state of the game. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.